Welcome to the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. This is the podcast dedicated to helping coaches create successful team experiences through the use of quotes. I'm your host, Scott Rosberg. In each episode, we'll discuss one quote that I've found can be inspirational, motivational, and helpful on your coaching journey to become your best so you can help your teams become their best. So lace them up tight, focus on your target, listen up and take notes as we dive in to today's great quote for coaches. All right, and welcome back to episode 25 of the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. And uh, today is a special one, as I've been kind of hinting at for the last couple of episodes. Uh, this episode is not going to just be me talking. Woohoo! You don't have to listen to me alone anymore. Well, you will at times. Uh, some of the episodes will be, but today we have a special treat. We're kicking off our one of our new kinds of, um, oh, not a series, but our new types of episodes where I will be interviewing other coaches and asking them for quotes that have had an impact on them or quotes that they have found extremely inspirational or motivational or helpful in their coaching. And so today we kick that off and this is a special treat for me and it's going to be for you because I get to kick it off with one of my very good friends, one of the best coaches I've ever known in my life. And for those of you in Montana, you might know Mark Albert and Mark is from Hamilton, Montana. And I'll let Mark introduce himself in terms of his coaching background, a little bit about that. But Mark and I coached together for a year in small town Darby, Montana, back in 1994 and 95. And uh, the, the impact that Mark had on me and on our program that year, and then he just took it off, took off after that. It was, it was just phenomenal. But he had a huge impact on me since then. We've maintained our friendship through the years, even though I've moved in a variety of places and Mark is a guy who is very stable, <laughs> not like me. <laughs> uh, he uh, has stayed in the, in the same area, that the Bitterroot Valley of Montana. Uh, but anyway, we have stayed together as friends and bounce ideas off of each other all the time. So I'm so pleased that Mark Albert will be our first coach on the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. Mark, how's it going? Doing well, Scott. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited that you get to be our our. Okay, you're you're a guinea pig. Uh, guinea pig. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, Mark, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself? Since not everybody uh, who's listening to this is sitting in Montana, uh, tell them about a little bit about yourself and the coaching that you've done. You bet. Well, I'm actually starting my 28th season of. Uh, uh, teaching at the high school level here this this next year here in another week or two and but I had a kind of a cool opportunity back out of college where I, I started coaching at 19 years old I was a freshman boys coach at Frenchtown basketball and and that kind of took off from there I was uh, one of the things that I've really learned over the years is it's our associations that matter so much I mean I, I got that job at 19 sight unseen because the AD was a mentor of mine and basically got me hired without even having to interview or, or anything, even with the head coach. I mean, the head coach showed up and said, well, here's your freshman coach. Wow. And so thankful for, for guys like that. That guy, guy's name was Lou Dunham, just, uh, just a class act. I met him through NBC camps and had a wonderful uh, stretch of, of time with NBC, honestly, too, coaching there for years. Um, and obviously it led to my first coaching job, which leads to, you know, the rest of the rest of my career. But at 3MBC, I also had got to keep, I, don't, I would say four, I think, four international tour teams at 3MBC. And uh, so that was a great experience there, which also led me to at least be kind of bold enough to take some 
some some college viewing type teams, you know, some travel teams. Some are just calls kids from various schools around the state and say, hey, we want to get together. We'll, we'll put a team together, practice twice, and go get in a tournament and see, get, get you in front of coaches, right, college coaches. Uh-huh. And two of my daughters, my oldest, my youngest, got to play college basketball, and I got to coach them in high school as well as those travel teams. So that was pretty cool. And then uh, I, you know, I just recently retired. I guess you can call it that. And I'm definitely calling it that. <laughs> 31 years of coaching high school basketball at some level, 19 as a head coach. Uh, here from Hamilton, I finished up as the head girls coach and um, retired right, actually right before the season started. Just some things had happened. It was time for me to just kind of move on. It was, and it was good. Uh, um, I still coach uh, cross country. I'm starting my 19th season as the head cross country boys and girls coach at Hamilton just had our third practice today. And so still a bug there. I don't, I'll be honest with you, Scott, after starting at 19 as a basketball coach and three years later, I, I have not really missed my coaching basketball. I just, it was really, really good to me. Um, I had got some unique, some very unique experiences uh, from playing for three state titles to losing by a hundred points. <laughs> <laughs> there's not a lot of people that can say that, you know, there's some, and obviously when I talk about travel teams and tour teams, it's just been really good to me and give me some great opportunities, met some phenomenal people, uh, including you had an incredible impact on me and just the year that we had. And then obviously over the years of being friends and talking through things, but the, the associations, the people that you meet is definitely the best part, the impact that you have on kids that's still, as you know, this, that you're still in contact with I still call you a coach. I mean, that's something that's really, really special. So I'm getting close to the end of my teaching and coaching career, but it's been, uh, I've been really blessed um, through, through all of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, the, the stories that you could tell, I'm sure. Uh, in, in fact, the school, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't remember if you started at Willow Creek, but I know I you were, you know, and uh, for any of you who've heard of or read a book called Blind Your Ponies, Yep. that's the school that um, that story is based in and based on. And it was mm-hmm. a loose, loosely based on a true situation. Am I right? Um, or was it just the, the nature of that small town, Montana kind of basketball? Yeah, I think so. It was, you know, when I got there, um, I mean, I think they, you know, I don't know if they'd won a game for years and years. They, mm-hmm. they was never based on them going and winning a state title. I right. mean, I think, the 70s, they had some good players that okay, but it was always so small. I mean, uh, it was actually big the year I would, I was there for two years. The first year we had 20 kids in the high school. That was a big, <laughs> right? So, I mean, I had, I had, I had, I remember I had this little guy who looked like Harry Potter, and it, but it was a ponytail that went all the way to his waist. You know, we started three freshmen, I and mean, there were kids that couldn't chew gum and walk, you know, and, and we even, and then we'd have injuries to our best players. That was the, that was the night we lost a man named Christian 112 to 12. You know, that same season we lost by 88 and 65. And I mean, it just went on and on. Um, but it was, you know, it was a valuable time, valuable experience for me to get through. And then I ended up coming to Darby. That's when you and I worked together. And then I was head coach at Darby for a couple more years before moving to Hamilton to be the boys coach. And then eventually the girls coach on two different stints when I huh. got my daughters. So yeah, it was a good experience. The book, if you haven't read the book, obviously you and I have, but it's, it's worth reading. It's just a, a great work of fiction. It is. And it's a great story as well. Yeah. And, it, and you don't have to be a basketball fan. And it can, no. it gets powerful in a lot of areas too. I mean, mm-hmm. and, you know, off the court things as well. So, yeah. uh, well, that's awesome. All right. Well, this podcast is called Great Quotes for Coaches. So today, what I want to do is we're going to have you uh, tell us a quote that in whatever way has impacted you, uh, who it's by, and then uh, explain 
what you think it means uh, is kind of what we're after here. And, and my goal when I created this podcast was to be able to have quotes that had had an impact on me or that I found particularly valuable and try and pass them on to other coaches to help them maybe use them in either a similar way or their own way. And so that's kind of the gist of what we're trying to do. So Mark, what's the quote that you have for us today? Who said it and what does it mean to you? Well, when you ask me that, it's always <laughs> tricky. I'm again, that, you know, typical coach, I collect quotes. I mean, I literally have an index file full of quotes and yep. I, in my classroom, we put a quote on the board every day, you know, I mean, so it's, it's always kind of difficult to pick, but I, but it really didn't take me long simply because I thought, which ones, which quote do I, one or two do I usually just throw out at an appropriate moment, right? Not one that I have to look up and then write down because there's just so many. Uh-huh. I, I thought of two and then I thought, well, I'm going to use this one that um, I have just thrown out quite a bit. And sometimes with us, we kind of want to make up our own quotes too and, and share those. Yeah. But um, was by Dick Vermeil, and I literally had to look it up, which was kind of cool that it turned out to be Dick Vermeil. I was a St. Louis Rams fan for a long time, and I just loved his his passion. He was a he was a very um, a very passionate coach. I mean, he was emotional a lot of times, and he'd cry a lot. He always got criticized for crying too much. And truth is, I can totally identify with that. Right? It's yep. not moves me more than a sports inspirational story or a movie. Anyway, the quote goes something like this. You know, it's certainly paraphrased, but it's if you don't invest very much then losing doesn't hurt and winning's not very exciting. And so that's the one that I, it would come up. I, I would rarely write that one down, but it would come up throughout the course of the season, whether it's cross country or basketball, just because maybe, maybe we had a, maybe we had a really painful loss and it's like, let me explain why this loss is hurting so much. Mm-hmm. And did we invest, you know, both maybe that particular game in, in film watching summertime workouts, we had a great week of practice. I mean, you are just paying the price and then to come up short was really painful. But there's blessing in that, the way I look at it. I mean, it's just the reason this hurts is because we've invested so much. We've invested in each other, we've invested in the game plan. Um, and it hurts because we had a lot of hope that we were going to get it done. And you can, most coaches can kind of identify with that, especially in tournament time. That really comes out at tournament yep. time. And then maybe another time would be, you know, we had a, a very emotional win. You know, I can think of my very last, which is cool, the game that turned out to be my last high school game I ever coached. We won on a last second shot, a last second deep three by a foreign exchange kid for us that looked just like the Kawhi Leonard shot from last year, just like it. He's hanging on the ring. It goes in. It was literally a miracle that we won that game. We we should have for the first, I don't know, 31 and a half minutes. (laughs) And then we shouldn't have won, and we did. And I, and again, I went back to that and went, you know, we invested an awful lot. We never quit. So why was winning so exciting? Because we invested a lot and we invested each other. It was a long season. We got through it. It just, it works both ways, right? Two, two sides of the same coin. That's a great concept that, yeah, what, you know, there's so many people who've said things along those lines about what you invest and how much sweat you put in blood, sweat, and tears. You'll constantly hear those terms together Mm -hmm. But it is so, it's so true. And, you know, it hurts so much more when you've put so much more into it. And, and it just means so much more when you've put so much more into it. So as you were speaking, it reminded me of, you know, you and I are not wrestling coaches, but 
my best friend from school, from, you know, growing up was a wrestler as a wrestling coach. We're still in close contact over, you know, over the phone. Uh, and, and I watch wrestling through the years, starting with him, but then all my years as a coach and then as an athletic director, wrestling kids, what I see them go through because of exactly what you're saying, the Mm -hmm. amount of investment that they put in, how hard they work, how much they put in, you see it in cross country too, probably in many ways, more than basketball, probably Mm -hmm. maybe I'm Mm -hmm. I'm out on a limb here, but because it's that individual sport, I always, and I, I, I never liked that term because you're still part of a team and we're still creating a team experience, but I always coached, you know, basketball, football, and soccer were my sports. I didn't coach the quote unquote individual sport, but what I saw from those kids who wrestled or ran track or cross country, everything's on them. And it's, it, it, when things go great, it's all that they've invested in. When things don't go great, it's all that they've invested. And so as you were speaking, that's what I was thinking of. Yeah, I, I just thought of my, a couple of years ago, I had a kid that had a chance to win the state boys title and it was going to be him. If he ran well, it was going to be him or this other kid from your area, actually. I can't remember, I remember his name. It was just a few years ago. And my, my kid, Matt, just ran a, you know, just a perfect strategic race and took the lead right towards the end. He just gave it everything he had to be prepared. We planned for it all year long. He ran all summer, all this for this one moment. Uh-huh. I'm just jacked that this is going to happen for him. And he makes this great move and here he goes. And then he just couldn't hold on. You know, the kid from park was just, just better, you know, just the more of a kick and everything. And, and what was cool is Matt was able to actually accept that pretty well. And because he actually invested a lot, it hurt to lose, but he also found some joy in it because he did everything he could. And that, you know, we say that all the time too, it's yeah. kind of a cliche, but it was so true and so cool to see him embrace that. He was definitely disappointed in the state championship, but he said, better <laughs> you know I just I did everything I could I my strategy was good and everything I there's just certain things that are out of my control and I, I can't help but you know classic coach right we've got other stories too when you're talking about track and cross country I had uh, our, we had a boys team one of the best team I ever coached my son Easton was a senior on this team and and we we won the state cross country title by a long ways and one of our kids was the state champ Anthony Schmoltz was his name and we get into track and they're running the two mile well Anthony decides he's going to go out and set a set a state record in Butte, high elevation, 85 degrees. And uh, he's just booking it. And my son, Eason, the, the, the best he's going to do, Scott, is four, by far. If he runs a great race, his best he's going to do is four. And Anthony's just taken off, and he's pulling a couple other kids with him. It's going to be those three. One of them is going to be the state champ. And Anthony's just going and going. He's got a pace. Well, these other guys are just trying to keep up with him. They don't know what his plan is, but they're just trying to stay with him. Well, he burns them out. And all of a sudden, Anthony's just looking like he's got this thing. Well, meanwhile, my son, Easton, and another one of my runners, uh, Cameron, they just keep moving up. They start in the backyard. I didn't even notice them. They just keep coming and keep coming and keep coming. Well, before you know it, here, here we got a lap to go, and I got three Hamilton boys going one, two, three in the two-mile. I mean, you, you want to talk about Jack. I'm just really excited, right? And, but with 300 meters to go, Anthony just, he just dies. I mean, he's done. He's, he's walking, jogging. Wow. Well, Easton and Cameron pass him. Meanwhile, these other about three three other guys pass him as well. Well, Easton ends up winning the state championship. Cameron takes second, and Anthony holds on to take sixth. And our boys team went on the next day to win the state title by one point. Oh wow! 
in that sixth place was one point and he didn't run he didn't even run the, the one mile the next day so we lost points there and but it just again that the investment i mean i i think he should have run a little smarter and it was really he still hurts over that to this day that he win that you know that we didn't go one two three um but it was pretty but just to go back to the quote pretty incredible i mean it was he was devastated i mean he was he collapsed across the finish line at least he finished we took him to the hospital and he was fine, you know, he was going to be okay. But just then he talked about give everything he had, right? He invested an awful lot. Yeah. It's pretty painful, still painful to this day for him. Um, but on the other end of it, there, you know, Easton, it was pretty, very special for him too to actually run a really smart race, invest a lot over the years since he was like a second grader to have this kind of Cinderella finish for him. So, yeah. you know, we'll have those kind of stories. But uh, it's just that quote is so applicable to, to life and sports in general. Absolutely. And most of the quotes in this world are, you know, I mean, you can look at any quote and, you know, like the book, the two books that I, the, the graduate book, inspiration for the graduate book that I wrote, and then the senior salute booklet that I've written, all those quotes in there are from all walks of life. And yeah. yet they apply. The reason I, I chose them is I've either used them with my teams or they're a great example of whatever the team theme is that I've got for that chapter. And these quotes are so applicable in sport, but in life in general. And that's one of the things that we love about coaching kids is what they take from this experience on into their, their lives and into the real world. That's really what it's, this is all about. And so you know that those kids that you're talking about will remember, uh, many of the kids will remember this concept of the investment that they're making and how yeah. much it hurts and how much it feels great they'll remember that in so many other aspects of their life that has nothing to do with sports you know right and i think some on the flip side of that sometimes we i think kids um and you, you've coached kids like this too where we lose a game lose a competition and they just don't really seem all that upset about it and honestly a lot of it's they didn't invest much right and you see yeah. those kids practice they're afraid to give too much because then if they lose it's really really going to hurt and that's why I love bringing that quote up when we actually did really invest. I use that more when we lost, right? Mm -hmm. Because it, it hurts, but it's because we gave everything. We put our heart, soul, mind, everything into it. And you can tell the kids that really haven't done that. And, you know, because they're afraid, they're afraid of that, it, experiencing that pain. But boy, that's when you feel alive. And I always, I remember the last girls team I coached to, I said, hey, we've already won no matter what happens because we've got each other. That was one of the, one of my finer moments, honestly, mm -hmm. one of these pre- pre-tournament seasons because I could just tell, tell they were scared to death to lose, right? And then we were 17-1 in conference, and then they had all this fear of maybe losing in the district, losing in the district, whatever. And I said, listen, no matter what happens, I, I understand you're scared, but no matter what happens, we, we've already won because of what we built together, the relationships and the experiences that we built together. And so, and actually, um, they, they threw that back at me at state when I made a huge, huge blunder. And... Uh, and cost us a chance to win the game. We may not have anyway, but um, talk about sports and inspirational moments. I'm back at the hotel and I'm pretty beat up, you know, just beating myself up. And I get my, my phone starts blowing up and I get all these text messages from my players that say, coach, we've already won. Oh. You know, without getting a lot of details in the story, it was, you can imagine, I, I did a dick for meal and I started yeah. sobbing. It was just pretty moving that they, you know, they took what we taught them and just, you know, just, they, they got the big picture because, you know, I felt pretty bad. They knew I felt bad, but they had my back. Yeah. Really, really neat. So, you know, it's just, it's so cool to invest. I mean, even, even as painful as that was, man, it felt good to put everything we had into it. 
even though it hurt in the end. But but then it flips around, right? <laughs> and they end up having an experience that most coaches, most people don't get to have. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And you love when you see that your kids get it and they pick it right. up and, and you know they're going to be fine and they're going to take lessons like that on into life. And that's really what this should be all about. So, right. That, uh, that's certainly my focus. Yeah. Oh, well, that's awesome. Well, Mark, I really appreciate you kicking this off uh, for this, this, new, um, this new way that I'm going to do a bunch of these episodes. Uh, what a great quote and uh, what a great uh, inspiration, an, an inspirational quote, but what a great inspiration you are and what you, uh, what you just, the stories that you just told. I'm sure there are coaches all over who will hear those and go, oh yeah, oh yeah, I've been there. Oh, oh wow, that's, oh man. I, and it'll yeah. bring up the same kind of thing for them and they'll be able to talk to others about it too. So yeah. I want to thank you so much for being our first, uh, our first guest on this. And uh, yeah, this is uh, exciting and uh, appreciate, all, appreciate you and appreciate all that you, uh, you have done for me as a coach and appreciate you being on here for our first time. Thanks, Scott. Back, back at you, man. I, the, the episodes I've listened to have been, been awesome. I think you're doing a great job. I love your entrepreneurial spirit, stuff of mine, things I've worked on myself as we know. You know it's just, it, I just love your passion for this. So keep it up. Okay, Mark. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, everybody out there, uh, we will see what the what the future holds with our next ones. But if you know anybody that you would like to be on our, our podcast, or if you yourself would, make sure you contact me, scott at greatresourcesforcoaches.com. Just email me uh, or message me on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, any of those types of things. And uh, yeah, we'll get you on. And, uh, but sorry, the bar was just raised really high starting with Mark. So, uh, <laughs> uh, but I'm sure, uh, I'm sure we'll have more great quotes from, from coaches. So thanks again, Mark, and we will talk to everybody soon. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Great Quotes for Coaches podcast. Would you please do me a favor and leave a review on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts? Your reviews help us get more people listening to these motivational messages, and they help me learn what I'm doing well and where I need to improve. Finally, check out our website at greatresourcesforcoaches.com for more materials to help you on your journey to becoming the best you're capable of becoming. I look forward to serving you again soon with another great quote for coaches.